your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And today we have of the conversation between Avalanche fan Eric Jensen and myself. If you are late to the party and did not hear yesterday's episode, go back and check that out. Part one is pretty much the, the whole thing is Eric got a hold of me and want like he he's he's a big hockey fan, but doesn't follow the ins and outs of you know what's going on on a daily basis with hockey. So he reached out to me and said, I have some questions and I need them answered. And, you know, he's been on the show in the past. So if you follow the show and, and listen religiously, you know who he is. If this is the first time that you've heard him, uh, he's he's a, a pretty hilarious guy. I, I just love the his sense of humor. So uh, whenever he wants to come on the show, it's an open invitation. Um, and he had a series of questions that he wanted to ask me about the divisions, the return to play, how the playoffs work. And yesterday was part one of that, and, and today will be part two, the final part of that conversation, which also will be the last episode of 2020. Uh, this was a very interesting, difficult year for people. So if this show was a escape from that, then I feel like I've done my job. And we can only look forward to 2021, and what better way to do that than a hockey season, which is two weeks away. So enjoy part two of the conversation between Eric and myself. I kind of phrase this as a interview the host type of show. So uh, it, it was, it was it's always fun to do with Eric. <clears throat> He's a passionate sports guy and uh, you'll, you'll see he has his own takes on things and doesn't apologize for him, nor should he. So uh, we'll get into part two in a brief moment, right after we hear from our good friends over at betonline.ag. Are you a betting man or a girl? I try to be, and but I know that I'm not the best at it. I am the quintessential do it for fun. I never bet. I well, I was gonna say I never bet on my team. The only time I do is pre before the season. Doesn't matter how good or how bad I know my team is going to be. I put money on them to win the entire thing because you never know. BetOnline.ag, they have their odds up for this coming hockey season. Colorado Avalanche are number one. So if you want to get in on that action, head over to their website right now. Incredibly easy to use. It's free to sign up, free to get an account. And when you do and use the promo code Locked On you get a 50% welcome bonus. So whatever you put in, they add 50% into your account. And I know people are getting excited about the playoffs with football around the corner, even the college football playoffs and bowl games that are are here upon us. Uh, Those are always big in the betting world. So get in on that action at betonline.ag. So you can visit them. 
on their social media page as well. Keep up to date with what's going on on the website with their Twitter handle at betonline underscore AG. And once again, signing up is free for an account. And make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON for that sign-up bonus of 50% right now. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, part two of Eric Jensen. All right, I have just a few questions about the other divisions. Um, You seem to be pretty high on the Maple Leafs. Yeah. I am not. I've seen this story too many times. They've got a ton of speed, ton of offensive weapons. Defense still doesn't look very good. I still don't really buy Frederick Anderson in any way, shape, or form. And I still think they're going to give up a ton of goals and probably lose to other high-scoring and better defensive teams like Winnipeg. And I mm-hmm. just, I, I don't know. I also have this thing where I think Austin Matthews is really, really good, but I'm not sure he's the level of superstar, but say like a Connor McDavid or a Nathan McKinnon is where he can just single-handedly will your team deep into the playoffs. I just, I don't, and maybe that's unfair because McKinnon hasn't done that a ton, mm-hmm. but like, I just, I feel like they're the same team every year and everybody gets excited about them every year and they never really show it. There's truth to They're going to be different. There is truth to that. They are that team that everybody hangs their hat on like, oh, this is the year. This is the year. And, and it does seem like we've been saying that for a long time. Um, I, I, I think this is a little bit diff, uh, of a different animal. Um I agree with you to an extent with Austin Matthews. There are times where he can turn it on and he looks like that guy that can will his team to, to victory and he's done it. Um, And then there's other times where you're looking at him like, okay, like we need you now. And, and he's not that guy. He's still only 23 years old though. So maybe that's just the last part of his game that he really needs to figure out. And maybe this is the year he does it. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that was kind of around the time when Nathan McKinnon really took off. So um, may, maybe he will just become that guy uh, that he's, he is their star. Let's not, you know, short make, you know, not, not, not say that he's not. Oh yeah. No, he's, he he's is very, very good. I just don't know if he's like, you know, at the level of some of these guys. I mean, it, it's hard to be a Connor McDavid level. Sure. Player. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I think they addressed some stuff on, you know, the defensive end, um, especially with like TJ Brody. I, I like him. I think he's a great defender. I think he, he, he fits what they, the style of play that they have. I think he was a good signing. Um, I, do, I, I just, I think that they addressed what they needed to address. And you, you don't like Jack Campbell is what you said. What, what was that again? I said the, the Jack Campbell uh, deal. Like you, you don't like him. You don't like him as a, a goalie or what? No, I honestly do not know too much about him. Oh, okay. Uh, to be completely honest with you, he, he's a little bit out of my hockey loop. Okay. Well, he's the back. He's only, he's their backup. So, but okay. that, that might be where it's like, okay, what can, like I said, you got to have that two headed monster. Uh, that could be where it might be a little bit of a question mark 
um, is how much will they put on Anderson's shoulders to carry them? So uh, that, that'll be the one, like the, the one thing that we'll have to keep an eye on, but I, I think Toronto's a good team. All right. Yeah. I, I don't think they're a bad team. I just, yeah, they're never a you, bad team. They just never really, sh- I, I don't know. I, I, I agree just, with you though, man. Like it's, it's time. Like we can't keep saying this, like this is a year for the Maple Leafs. Like it, it's gotta happen. Uh, the Joe Thornton signing. Uh, yeah. That was that, interesting. That was interesting. I mean, you're, you're bringing him in for the name recognition, obviously. Um, he's 41 years old. He really doesn't have much left in the tank. And that guys like him, what are they going to be feeling like uh, come the end of March, beginning of April, when they've played so many games in a row? And are their bodies going to hold up? I don't know. No, that's absolutely a fair point. Um, the question was the other question I had about the Canadian division. Yeah. Winnipeg. I really like them. I, I think last year was the year they got their experience with, you know, what it was like to win and kind of be in the playoffs and, and be this team. I really do think they're going to be a dominant force this year. Is that crazy to think? Winnipeg? No, I think Winnipeg could be a good team. I, I don't know if they'll be a, a – I think a dominant force is a, kind of a – I wouldn't associate that word with them. But yeah. um, I – I they're um, – his name is escaping me, the, the, the guy that they drafted. Uh, Perfetti, Cole Perfetti. I thought that was one of the best picks of the first round because he he fell to them at number 10 – and he's a top five guy, in my opinion. But the way that it worked out was teams needed, you know, defense, and that's the way that they went. And I get it. And they were fulfilling needs um, rather than just going after the best available player. Because if that was the way a draft went, he would have went much higher. The, he fell into the lap of the Jets, and they couldn't be happier. He's going to be great. So, um, but I mean, can he take over for this year? Uh, who knows with a rookie? But yeah, I mean they they have the pieces that are there. Um, Blake Wheeler's getting up there in age. They took Paul Stasny, which he's getting up there in age, but he can still play. So I think they they are they did a pretty good job in the off season. Um, did they do enough to to get to that next level? Uh, we'll see. And I think the thing with this this North Division is, and I've said this before, like this division is in my opinion, Toronto and everybody else and everybody else is going to be fighting like a dog with each other to get those other three um, playoff spots. They could go to anybody. I, I think Toronto will be number one and you can fill in the blank for number two, three, and four, including Ottawa. I think you have to include Ottawa. The Ottawa improved dramatically. Yeah, I was going to ask you, are they going to be bad again or what's the deal with them? No, I think they will be there. I I think they could, (laughs) they very well could finish last. I'm not going to sit here and be like, they're going to have this amazing turnaround that we were talking about before. Like, they're not going to have this avalanche turnaround where they are god awful and then make the playoffs. Um, well, I shouldn't say that they won't make the playoffs. It's it's a possibility. And again, I keep going back to the way that this season is formatted. If this was a full 82-game season, 
I, I think that the, I, I don't, I don't know if they would be able to withstand that, but you, if, if they come out of the gate hot and they got a lot of young players um, that are ready to go. And if they have a good first month of the season, you might've done enough to get yourself into a playoff spot. And, and, you know, you do, you have a great first month of the season and then just kind of hang on as the season goes along and play 500 hockey. You, right. That might be enough to get you into the playoffs. So um, I really think like th- this division is going to be one of the most exciting divisions to watch because all of those teams below Toronto, uh, like you said, they're going to beat each other up. That's all that they're playing. And it, the, the, it will be the slimmest of margins across any of the divisions between the fourth team and who just misses out in fifth. I, I mean, it's going to be probably a point. And there's probably, and there might be another division that's within a point, but this could have, you know, every team be within a few points of each other. It, it's going right. to, that's going to be a great, great division. So to me, East from top to bottom is probably the best division. Um, I know the Penguins are regressing a little bit. Who knows with the Sabres and who knows with the Devils. To me, every other team in that division looks like a team that I can see, you know, making it to a conference semifinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, of those teams in the East, who who's the winner of that division? Is it Philly or, or does Boston come back and, and dominate again? I think everyone's putting their money on Boston, and I get that, but I'm not. Um, I've talked about Boston a lot. I think, I think we want to give Boston the benefit of the doubt because they've done it year after year after year, um, and I think that has to come to an end at some point, and I think this is the year where it does. I, I don't think they did enough in free agency to keep their team uh, floating above water. I think they're just relying on the, the players that they have wh- who are good. I think they're a playoff team, but I don't think, uh, you know, they, they were, they were head and shoulders above everybody else last year. And I don't want to say they're going to come crashing down, but they are definitely going to fall back to the pack. In my opinion. Um, I don't think they win this division. I think, yeah, I like Philly. I, I do like Philly. I like Washington. Their goalie situation scares me a little bit now with Henrik Lundqvist being out for the year, not because he was going to be their number one goalie. He was going to be their backup and that's a fantastic backup and that's what you need. So I don't know what they're going to do to address that. Maybe they've already talked about that, but I I don't know. So yeah, I think this goes Philly, Washington, um, and then Boston and then, yeah, that fourth spot could go to to Pittsburgh. It could it could go to Buffalo. I mean, that it was a good signing to br- to bring in Hall. It could go to the Rangers, who were you know are, are vastly improved. Oh, so, Taylor Hall is on Buffalo now. Yes. I apologize. I'd said yeah. that Taylor Hall was on Arizona earlier in this podcast. I apologize. Oh, you did for that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know you. I know you referenced him, but I thought you were just referencing him on. Yeah, no, Arizona. I, I totally thought that he was still on Arizona. See, this, oh, is, no, no, no. this is why I'm here, Chris. <laughs> I have questions to ask. I need to know these things. <laughs> All right, Taylor Hall is on the Buffalo. Sabres. He is. He uh, is. Who knows? They might be good, but I feel like we say that all the time. Here's my team in the East: 
Okay. And I watched them a lot last year. I like the Rangers. Yeah. I, I, do I too. like the Rangers for about four playoff spot. They were like, I believe they got in last year um, to the abbreviated playoffs. They did. And I mean, they looked okay in the bubble. And I, I like Artemi Panarin. Kasperi Kapanen is only going to get better in year two. The goaltending is going to be a bit of a question, but it was mm-hmm. pretty much a question last year. Hendrik Lundqvist didn't start a ton. No. Nope. I mean, I, it, it'll be interesting to see how, how that shakes out. But I, I like the Rangers a lot, and I think that they will be the team that I'll be most interested to watch kind of in that, in that quadrant. I think a lot – we'll know a lot about the Rangers uh, pretty early on because last year was a transitional year for them. They they signed some guys – you know, Panarin was there for the first time last right. year. Um, yeah, they made the goalie change. They they had the number one draft with Lafreniere and bringing him in. So w- with him being the exception, Lafreniere, you know, him playing his first year with the Rangers, they – everybody else has a year – under their belt of playing together. And now it's like, okay, like now, they, so they didn't really go out and make a ton of moves in the offseason. They, they made some moves. They shredded some salary and stuff like that. But um, I think they had the mindset of we made our moves last year and we're going to go with the roller coaster ride of that, having kind of like a new roster. And then the following year, which is this year, we'll, we'll have a full season together. Haven't really had an offseason, which maybe, I mean, that hurts everybody. But yeah, I think the Rangers could, uh, after having a season of, of everybody working together um, and, and getting comfortable with each other, could, this could be the year that they figure it out. And, and uh, you're right with the goalie situation. We don't know. They, they have high hopes for their goalies, especially uh, Shesterkin, I think is how you pronounce his name. Um, they have really high hopes for him. So, um, but can, can they have that second year kind of like jump. I think they can. I definitely think they can. The central is just a jumble of teams to me. <laughs> I, I, I don't exactly know what to make of it. Yeah. Um, the fact Tampa's playing in it is a little bit weird. The same with the, the Panthers being yep. in the central division. Like that just seems in Carolina that just, seems really off to me i guess you don't have enough teams for like a southern division right um but i guess my biggest question is how did it fly under the radar so much that nikita kucherov is just not playing this year um well that just came out a couple days ago that he wasn't going to play so i honestly just locked on nhl i I honestly heard about it there i didn't even get an nhl notification no that's huge like that's that's, he's their best player and he's just sure yeah and he was out for most of the playoffs too um no he wasn't out for the playoffs i'm I'm sorry no uh somebody else is out for the play i can't remember who it was but um yeah that that just kind of uh hit the newswire i think god what two three days ago so that that's relatively fresh information i that changes the dynamic a little bit, uh, but I think I, I still think Tampa's a good. I, I like Carolina. Um, mm. I think they're a really good team. I think Columbus. This is kind of um, kind of in the same realm as the West, where you have Tampa, Carolina, 
Columbus and Dallas as the teams you would think would be the playoff teams. And then Chicago, who just continues to get bad news. Um, I don't know if you heard the latest with them. Right. Jonathan Tays. Right? Yeah. No, no, no him. Exactly. So it's just, it's almost like when the Blackhawks kind of came out with that letter to the fans saying, you know, we, we are, we got to hit the reset button. Uh, it seems like everything just went downhill from that moment on. And f- right, right from day one of that letter being released, the players were like, oh, well, this is news to even us. <laughs> it was like everything just started in Kirby Doc getting hurt in the juniors and he's out for the year. That That's a killer for them. So Blackhawks are going nowhere fast. Um, Detroit will be improved, but I don't think they have it in them to push for a playoff spot. Florida... Uh, they're kind of, if there was ever maybe like a, a, a straight 500 team, I think it's, I think it's Florida. You just don't know what you're going to get with them. Um, and Nashville. What is it is, with that franchise? Which one? I don't, the Panthers. I don't know. Can never get it. <laughs> Can't I, figure it out. Like they like, have so much talent. Like they hired Joe Quenville. Yeah. Sergey Bobrovsky. They yep. have all these young guys that get raved about by like the hockey community, and they just they never put it together. Can't put it together. You're right. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think the Central pretty much should be those four teams with uh, Tampa, Carolina, Columbus, and Dallas. I don't really think the other teams in that division can really compete to get a spot. How do the playoffs work after that first round where the top four teams in each division play each other? How does the reseeding work? Like, could a team from the West play a team from the East in the second round? Yeah, they could. Well, it would okay. technically it would technically be the third round because you're playing the first two rounds in your division. Oh, okay. So, so okay. Gotcha. gotcha yeah. Gotcha. So each each division is doing a final four basically, and okay. the the winner of that final four goes on to the final final four, if that makes sense. So okay. Yes. I get it. I so get it. A- after you have your your winner from the division. Uh, the divisions are thrown out the window and it's not North versus West and central versus East it's reseeding. Um, and yeah, you could have the, the number one or the team that comes out of the West play, um, the team that comes out of the East as the first round of that last final four. So, and, and the way the the thing that I keep saying that is just, just shows how crazy that this this season is going to be the two teams that end up in the stanley cup final will have played the most amount of teams possible in this season which is nine wow because you are you know you're let's just go with the avalanche we're an avalanche show you are playing uh seven other teams in your division right right so if you win that divisions final four you go on to the last final four where you play one team which is team number eight and then if you win that you go to the stanley cup final which is team number nine so the winner of the stanley cup final will have faced a grand total of nine different teams not 30 
It's pretty weird. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be a wild season. Absolutely. But I, I'm happy. I mean, yeah. I, I, I know there are a lot of people that kind of have complaints about it, but I don't know. I like how yeah. I like, I, 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 I really like chaos. I'm a big <laughs> chaos guy. Yeah. Uh, and I just think this is going to be wildly chaotic. I, again, I can't stress enough how much I love like playing each team eight times. Like, yeah. I just think that the Avalanche are absolutely going to hate like every team in this division by the time it's over. And like some really good rivalries are going to emerge from this. So when you go back to the central or whatever that looks like, maybe like to me, Vegas, Vegas is the rivalry right now for me. That's, that's the number one rivalry. The Avalanche have, in in modern in terms of modern NHL over the past like two or three years, it's mm-hmm. it's for Golden Knights, and I just think that's going to get ramped up to a whole another level this year, and I, I'm really excited for that. But also, you can rekindle that kind of Central Division thing with Minnesota and St. Louis, and I, it, Arizona. They played a playoff series last year, like you there's gonna be some bad blood there's gonna be some rivalries and i i, I like rivalry and and so, don't forget uh, uh next season there is some realignment going on with arizona going oh. to the um, avalanche division to make way for seattle oh. going to the pacific gotcha. so yeah so that that could you know that those games against arizona could carry over into next year because they're going to be in the same division next year yeah right so, um, yeah, I, I, I like this because we will always be able to look back and say, remember that 2021 season and how crazy it was. I like doing that. It's, it's different. We were only going to get it for one season, clearly. Um, I was saying a lot when the owners were trying to get more money out of the players and the players were like, no way in hell. We already did that to get uh, bubble hockey back up and running. We're not doing it again. And I had been saying the owners need to be okay with, you know, kind of this is going to be a different season. They need to be okay with losing maybe a little bit of money for some of the franchises. um, And they need to be okay with that. And on the flip side of that, we as fans need to be okay with this is going to be a different season. It's only for one year. If we do everything that we're supposed to do on the outside world, we won't have this again. So it's really on us to make sure if you don't like this, then do what you need to do. So the following season, we're back to normal 82 games uh, season hockey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. So anything else? No. That's it. I I appreciate you letting me uh, pick your brain a little bit. Well, I love it, but then I have to ask you. Then I mean, you okay. you threw them all on me. What what is your prediction? How do you think this is going to go down this year? Who who who? What is your Stanley Cup final, and Oof. who takes it? Man, oh man! Are you putting the hex I don't on even the Avalanche? Know how I feel? Uh, I think that to me, the division is going to come down to Vegas and Colorado. Um, I I sort of think that this is 
a year where I have this theory that the way you get to a Stanley cup is always like this. You have a bad year. Then you have the year where you kind of surprise people and get to the playoffs, losing the first round. Then you have a year where you dominate in the regular season and you make an early cup exit. And my theory is that the year after that year, that team usually wins the Stanley Cup. You look at Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that lost to the Columbus Blue Jackets in four games, you know, the year before. They come back and win the Stanley Cup. You look at the Washington Capitals, a team that can't get past the Pittsburgh Penguins in the second round for two or three years. They come back that kind of after that's happened for two years, they go to the Stanley Cup. So, right. I think the Avalanche are the team are one of the teams in the Stanley Cup final. I just believe that they have enough returning talent that I think it all clicks together this year. But but the common trait is that they never do as good as the year before. Like Tampa regressed last year in the regular season, and, and people were a little bit worried about them at points. So I'm not going to be too panicked if I look at this and at the end of january mid-february they're in that like third second or third spot i'm not really going to be too worried about it because i think really all that matters and especially with the fact that there's likely not going to be fans in the stands for any of this season to me home ice advantage doesn't matter Mm -hmm. you just gotta fight through the regular season try to stay as healthy as you can get Mm -hmm. to the playoffs and that's I mean, if we're being honest, like to me, that's where the expectations are for the Avalanche. Like, I, I, I could, I really don't care if they win the division. Like, mm-hmm. that'd be cool, but I'd much rather see them, you know, make a cup run. And as long as you make the playoffs, yeah. Like, to me, a, a successful season for the Avalanche. To me, I start. I'll, I'll start really putting expectations on them once they're kind of in the dance. Uh, yeah. But until then, I think it's about you know getting better every game, showing improvement, general stuff like that. Not not to say the regular season doesn't matter. I I hope I'm communicating that clearly. But right, right. I just feel like they are a team that I expect them to get to the Stanley Cup Finals, and then I mean. I don't know who the second team is. I yeah, sort of do like I, I sort of do like Winnipeg a little bit this year. Okay. Um, I could definitely see Columbus was just so hot at the end of last year. I'll be really interested to see if that carries over. They're kind of a sleeper weird team that you know the weird teams get to the Cup Finals all the time. They're kind of a team to do it but i mean it's the nhl it's the least predictable sport there is yeah and i think it's a good uh, point uh i'd like to see the avalanche fair but they very well could not be oh i would be only surprised by like about six to eight teams anyone else i would not be super shocked by right i mean and by my logic boston is due for a cup i mean okay they, yeah. they they dominated last year and you know fall out in the playoffs like 
I, I know they just won a cup a year ago, like two years ago. Well, no, they didn't. They lost to the Blues. Right. So, so they are they are they do feel sort of do. Sure. And I, I don't know. So maybe that'll be my prediction: Colorado Avalanche over the Boston Blues. Okay. Probably. All right. I mean, <laughs> we keep saying that this is going to be a weird season, and we could have two very teams, you know, odd teams that we are not even thinking about in in right. the Stanley Cup final. Could absolutely happen that way. So, um. All right, man. Well, yeah, I, I, I want you to throw out your, uh, your Twitter, Twitter handle because uh, I, I love the stuff that you put up on there and I think people should follow you. So what's the, where, where can they find you over on Twitter? Oh yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric 18 Utah. If I can plug my podcast. Really. Yes. I have a full, I am not really a super in-depth, like all around hockey guy. I follow the avalanche super closely, but everything else I'm kind of, peripheral about yeah uh i'm a big nfl guy i have the end zone podcast at end zone pod on twitter you can find all the links and stuff there we do a ton of great stuff with the nhl especially with the playoffs kicking up and i mean i sit through the broncos every week at this point <laughs> and uh i just realized this week when brandon mcmanus hit the doink for like the second time in a row I was like, man, it's only going to be like two weeks until the Avalanche are back, and, <laughs> and I'm I'm rooting for a team that's not perennially stuck in mediocrity to yeah. terribleness. So, <laughs> uh, so I, I'm excited for that, and uh, thank you for having me on. Anytime, man. It's always a pleasure to have you on. So. Uh... Uh, I hope I hope it was I hope it educated you and anybody else out there that had similar questions that they didn't know the answers to. Maybe this was a we should do this more often. This was good. So uh, yeah, Eric, thanks again for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, we'll have you on again sometime during the season if you're up for that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will see you next week where we're back to five days a week uh and that'll be it all right everybody have a good weekend talk to you later go abs go